0: Listen to the game on podcast and this week featuring charlie bill and goalkeeping coach ethan we'll talk to him a bit later but charlie bill what an away win i mean it might be scrappy but still a one nil win and thanks to a goal from nicole pepper right
1: yeah i am interestingly i wasn't actually i wasn't actually there on sunday because i was on my a license so i had my next block um it was sunday monday so it was one of them ones where i was on lunch i was listening to the first 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 45 minutes from chris and i was hoping that there would be we'd we'd get a goal ahead or at least and it was still nil nil so we had a task in the afternoon to do so i was had one earphone in trying to concentrate on the task but had that on in the background so uh, yeah great great away victory in terms of getting the three points um we'd have liked to be a little bit more comfortable certainly um but it's one of them ones I think when when you're listening it's never nice we were pleased obviously the the, we'll speak about some of the deals that we made but coming to to the team straight away and made such an impact Lucy winning the penalty and was fantastic throughout and and I think uh, Nicole Pepper in terms of the she's had two really pressured penalties this season one at Cambridge City um and obviously that one there to put us one nil up and I think both of them have been fantastic and yeah, when you have excellent technical players like her, she just trusts her ability to be able to pick a corner, put it in the corner. So, yeah, two two from two from her now. Um, and, 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 it, and, and in the end of the day, it was walking away with the three points. We knew that not a team won away from home last weekend. And, you know, the difficulties that that can, that can have um, no matter who you're playing. So it's, it's ticked kind of the three points and going into the exciting game this weekend.
0: The fact that we won away is exciting because it gives the ladies that moment of like, yay! We can we win away games. And you're right; some of the impact that um, players that have just come in uh, have made that difference as well. And you're right. Listening to Chris on Sunday, man, I was just like, my mouth is like, oh, come on, please, this, come on, please, please. <laughs> uh, always, always winner. But you're right. And Nicole Pepper, right? That we're mentioning uh, her name a lot more recently.
1: Yeah, she's been she's been fantastic, and I think she's just set the highest standards of herself, and I think she has such a good relationship with us as staff, and yeah, and and, and it has um and has such a positive effect on on individuals. And I think the more that uh, the, the the signings we made, and and some of them, like I said, coming into foot senior football for the first time or having that opportunity that 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 um that haven't been presented to them just as of yet, I think she's been a real. Real, real good support mechanism for them. We've obviously um, lost lost LB to to a bit of an injury. Brienne Rush as well had it, had a bit of a knock, so she's out for a few weeks. So, so naturally, in terms of our leadership group, they've been obviously missing from that on the pitch. Still working hard away from it. So we've actually we've actually stepped um, both Chloe and Nicole up into that. Um, just for for two leaders that we believe that that lead on the pitch. You obviously know Chloe's. Standards on the pitch and how she drives that and her vocally, but I think Nick's taking a real big role and responsibility in that. So um, yeah, I think the only positive things to say about about Nick this season so far, and and then I know that she'll carry us through in terms of the 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 next uh, eleven games that we have left.
0: No, completely. Let's go back to talk about LB because I know that um, it's nothing worse than listening to a game and not being able to see it. Chris carefully gave us that commentary about what happened with LB, you know, having that injury is she all right i mean i said a little tweet in the week she says she's okay but is she okay i mean what what's happening football wise
1: yeah so we, we we don't know the the extent of it too yet uh, too much yet a bit, a bit of a serious one in terms of i believe in terms of the turnaround it'll quite be quite a long period of time unfortunately it was yeah it was a, like kind of a knee injury has obviously it's worried in terms of um, female footballers in terms of looking at meniscus acl and um, things like that so fingers crossed for, for, for positive news. Uh, Like we said, I think Chris, yeah, the commentary was, was kind of excellent on that in terms of a difficult situation. And I knew listening in, I think for, for one thing, for, for LB, for her, um, as soon as I heard it was her as injured, it would, it literally takes a big injury to get her off the pitch. I think she has gone down so many times in her career and she would literally have to be carried off to be able to come off the pitch. And, and hopefully, yeah, we can get her back in um, fire and fit. But but like I said, I know she'll be truly gutted in terms of how she's led so well on the pitch and and the journey that we've gone on in terms of this season. And, and she's played such a massive part. And I think out of every single squad member that would speak to her, I think I don't know one player who has a bad word to say about LB and us as staff um, in terms of that relationship with with, with, with the captain. So um, if it's the case that it's not on the pitch, I know she'll be there every training session, every game day on away from the pitch supporting that so um yeah we we send her our best wishes and, and the hope that yeah it, it's a speedy recovery
0: i listened to the game on podcast with me simon tuck talking to charlie bill charlie three don deals now we've had i i must admit at the southampton game i went wow new don deal well, this wasn't announced <laughs> um tally mills tell us about her
1: tally i've actually known for a little while so i i have um I have, I have a role as the English College's FA assistant women's manager role. Um, now, uh, Tally's been part of that programme last year and got, got selected this year. So just to give you a bit of context, that's all the colleges over the country. And then it gets cut down to a squad of 24. So for Tally to make that both years is, is an incredible achievement for her. Um, she was, she's been, been part of uh, an Arsenal programme, uh, a football programme as well. Um, and she she was playing over at Royston, so she was getting lots of senior minutes, and and um, uh, we've actually she's been involved for us for for a little while now. Um, and and originally she was still playing at Royston, um, but she was still training in our environment. We didn't want to throw it into it too early, and we wanted to keep progressing her. Um, but. Honestly, as, a, as an individual, she is so driven, um, so motivated to be the best that she can. And, and week on week, we were seeing this progress, progression and, and, um, and it was fantastic. And then we, we tweaked and changed shape slightly. So it supported her within that. Um, and then it was then obviously a separate conversation with Royston that she was going to start getting minutes in our environment. So, so that's why she's fully fully signed now and, and slight delay to the announcement. Um, I think with, with with that as well, we you always have to be careful with younger players because what you don't want to do is is offer them opportunities within the squad, but then potentially not get their minutes. Um so her not getting minutes didn't make sense. So she kept playing with Royston to get senior minutes. And I think that's been valuable for for her because they were in a promotion push um at tier five, but now she's she's managed to take that step up to tier three and and I say part of that back four that played so well against Southampton. Um, and also kept a clean sheet Sunday. So actually, she's showing, showing a lot of experience for, for quite a young player in this environment.
0: Well, we look forward to talking to her. So you must arrange for her to be on the Game 1 podcast. Love to hear more about, from Tally. So another Don deal then with Gemma Biggerdyke from Watford.
1: Yeah, so again, um, these players are going to bring such value to us in terms of our team. And it was, it was looking at uh, lots of different areas. We knew... Um, kind of the attacking line. Lucy was going to come in. We knew defensively Tally and and uh, say with, with a bit of a, a knock to, to Rhianne. Uh, it was a little bit of light in central areas as it was and I had a really positive conversation with Watford. Um, they were really keen for, for Gemma to, to come out and, uh, and get some get some minutes and and everything I've heard about Gemma is how driven she is for football as well and and how um, she wants to keep progressing. She wants to still play at the best um, level she can and, and again, she brings that little bit of experience in terms of training in a championship environment week on week, uh, and and will bring us some some and say again some valuable valuable experience within that. She she's coming straight away and, and slotted into kind of the system we're looking to play her in, and and it's a really excited opportunity. We she wasn't involved last weekend. She is going to be involved this weekend in her first first game. So we're really excited to see see her again, and and again another really good individual that had to work harder to, to kind of get her in and, and, and get her over the line. But we're so pleased that we have. And and like I said, at this point in the season, it just gives a real lift. Seeing three bodies come in of real quality. I think it's given the group a real big lift, um, which is going to yeah, push on for, 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 for the back end of the season.
0: So we will be talking to Ethan, goalkeeping coach, very shortly. We will talk about the Ipswich game this weekend, uh, now with a mood venue, so um, over at Wootton. Um Finally, though, let's talk about Lucy Wood then. Um, another huge player, right, from Leicester City Women.
1: Yeah, again, I've been, I've been so impressed with Lucy. she came come in last, last week and, and, and there was a few nerves, naturally. I think um, for Leicester, part of the conversation was obviously she, um, she's been in and around working within their, their, their women's first team, part of their 21s academy, but she really needed to go out and get kind of senior minutes and really test herself. Um, but the way, what char- character she showed, I think obviously the injury um, on, on Sunday potentially went out on the pitch a little bit earlier than probably expected. Um, but the fact that the moment she arrived on that pitch, she was creating chances, she won the penalty um, and she just looked fearless and, and and shows real technical quality. I think the players already can see that and they just trust giving her the ball because everything's so clean, uh, contact on the ball and and we're really excited to have her. She's been part of the the England pathway through through her youth career, and I think actually bringing bringing something in that in the top end of the pitch just gives us that real real bit of quality to to not just score goals but help give that service to your to your forwards to your wide players. And and we're really excited to have Lucy. I'm so glad that she came in last week and made such a. Uh, such a positive impact because I think straight away that lifted her confidence level so much, and and when we, we are really looking forward to seeing uh, Lucy every time she kind of gets on that pitch because she is such an exciting prospect, uh, which hopefully we can support her her development certainly till the end of the season, and then obviously look see what that looks like further further on from that.
0: Yeah, no, completely. I'm really excited to see these players in action. You were away last weekend, but we are playing near Wootton. At Wooden Social Club where you can buy a beer right with the game I'm just saying right you can buy a beer um, and also a cup of coffee as well let's talk about that game after we've spoken to Ethan now um, Ethan is your goalkeeping coach you've worked with him for a long time Um, things about Ethan perhaps that you could encourage us to get to know about him
1: I think for Ethan it's just um again uh, we want staff who are who are so driven and so hard working and, and Ethan's one of them he, he puts hours on end for to develop himself, to develop the the women's, the girls' programme. Um, he's a fantastic individual. Like I said, I've known him for a long while. And I think when you're close with someone, um, it means that actually you kind of go above and beyond. We go above and beyond what we need to do. It isn't just the case that we see each other Tuesday, Thursday. We're having conversations straight after Sunday, phone calls. Soon as I I, I always uh, always get kind of, um, have, have laugh and joke with kind of family or my partner or such. They're like oh, you've just seen him, what or you've just seen him, why are you now having a phone call with him? And hey, we just we just can't switch off. and I see I think he has that same passion and drive. and and I think again, the the credit to him in terms of the goalkeepers he's working with, and we've obviously got Darcy, who stepped up from our sixteens uh, last season. she's come in and 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 been fantastic and he showed real, real hard work with her. But I think to work with someone like uh, Chloe and Amy, who have played at good levels, really good levels, and the trust that they put in him, um, clearly, show, clearly, he shows his knowledge and his understanding. So, like I said, a really fantastic individual to have around. You can probably see he's a real character as well. So, if there are difficult moments or or maybe some awkward silences, he can always break that with with, with something, some sort of laugh or joke, where where uh, where he'll break break all of that straight away.
0: Perfect. Yeah, no, definitely someone I'd have along at my party because he definitely uh, made me laugh a lot. So, uh, right, let's talk to Ethan then. Uh, we asked him about goalkeeping and we spoke to him about goalkeeping coaching and also who was his favorite goalkeeper growing up?
2: Goalkeeping's a a, a specialized role. Obviously I'm a massive goalkeeping advocate. So for me, I'm a little bit biased. I I played as a goalkeeper myself all those years back. So I I, I know that, that, Every position is just as important on the pitch, but for me, goalkeeping is the one that I have a real passion for. It's a very difficult position to play, very specialised. So for me, having that sort of, well, with it being specialised, it needs that extra training, that extra support. So that's why the network of goalkeepers to goalkeeper coach, is very small compared to the rest of the group. So, so yeah, it's always been there, it's, yeah, but um, it, it's a really, really good role and I, I really enjoy
0: it. Everyone remembers the strikers. Yep and you might remember the odd saviour of the game. Who inspired you then to be a great goalkeeper? Yeah, You know what, it's, it's a difficult one.
2: I, I think um, many different people really. Um, for me, when i was growing up the, the one goalkeeper that really stood out was joe hart when i was growing up he was going through sort of birmingham city he was with the england under 23s and then he broke into the to the to the men's national team and obviously man city and was absolutely flying and for me somebody that that had so much confidence and courage to play in that role so young i think it just stood out to, to me and, and sort of I, I very much idolized him um, as a young lad. Um, and then as I grew up, I, 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 it's a difficult one because I, I have less idols now. I don't really have anybody okay. that I look up to and I kind of want to be like I, I want to be myself. So yeah. for, for me now, I look at others and I, I, I sort of think, yeah no, they've done well, but I obviously want to strive to, to be better or, or, or be just as good as, as other people kind of thing. So
0: for those people who don't know, how long you been at the club?
2: Uh, a long time actually believe it or not. So um, I'm 22 years old, I, I, was, I was here from, I was nearly 18 so I was, I was 17 and I was brought in by the, the old manager, the old gaffer who's uh, James Honeyman uh, and he brought me in and I worked alongside, or um, well, I've worked alongside Charlie ever since really. I've been here a long time but obviously in that time I've developed a lot. As you can imagine still got a lot of growing to go and, and learning to go but I, I think from looking back of where i was to where i am now a massive development and i think uh, with that there's good people around me, so I'll, I'll be the first to say it. Charlie is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best coaches uh, I've worked with. He's taught me a lot, he, like, he mentored me. I, I, he's a very close uh, friend of mine away from uh, away from work and, and away from the football. But um, he, he's been a massive mentor for me as well as others, really. Um, and over those five years that, that I've been at the club, um, I've had good people around me to learn from and, and take experiences from. So I've, de- I've definitely grown by the people around me, which has been excellent.
0: How are you continuing to learn to be able to pass on?
2: So so um, there, there is, there's literally a specific uh, area for goalkeepers. So there's uh, qualifications through as, as just coaching in football and then there's coaching in goalkeeping. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we won't chuck as many in the back of <laughs> So So, yeah, but... There, there, there is specific courses and it's really, really detailed to the technical and, and
0: tactical uh, elements of, okay. of, the, of the role. Because football's come a long way from just playing game and standing in a goal. It's about the strength, it's about the fitness, it's about mental. It is your role to help her mentally as well as physically? Oh,
2: of course, yeah. I, I mean, Chloe's a great, great person, great goalkeeper. Um, well, we have we have a real good relationship and, and um when she first came to the club uh, last 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 season, at the start of last season, we sort of hit it off straight away. And we both very much have similar similar ways that, that we how we are and, and where we want to get to as well. So we have that really driven mindset and I think that helps us to, to be on the same sort of pathway. And and with with that, obviously Chloe, when she first came in, she just had a, a first child. She had she had Louis, her first child. So since since that, we've just kind of repeated the process. Now she's she's obviously been in recently, been in training, working hard, putting a lot of effort in. Um, and as you can imagine, well, as a bloke, we, we don't know, do we? But no. but um, I can imagine it was it has been very difficult for her and frustrating at times because you look back and you kind of think where your fitness levels were, and et cetera. But it's just that positive reinforcement, yeah. and and that, look, I'm not, I, I'm not telling her anything that she doesn't know. But I'm just reinforcing her with the positivity yeah. and telling her that we want her back. We we know that she's still got the quality. We, we we know that the area she's got to improve on is her fitness, and she's working hard for that. So, the fact is, she's moving in the right direction, and it's just that positive reinforcement that's really going to drive her to get there quicker. Really. Um, so as a goalkeeper you're absolutely spot on in terms of the, the, the psychological part of the game is just as important as others. So if you can be technically brilliant but if you lose your head in in, in that and, and you concede a goal and you sort of you, you lose it you you you're, you're going to concede more. You're going to you're going to lose that quality. So it's really important that psychologically they're 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 in check as well.
0: Let's go back a few games because the biggest defeat I've seen this season for MK Duns Ladies was the London Bees, yeah. um, Amy's in goal. But how do you support mentally at that point? Because you let in a goal, then another goal, then another goal, then it's like, oh no. And and as a, a fan you're going, oh With the likes of Amy, um, as, you, as you were there,
2: the, the Bees game was, was at, at times hard to watch from the sideline because you're seeing the goals go in. And, and look, from a goalkeeper point of view, yeah, I can say what Amy could have done better, etc but it's not just reliant on her. And, and you've got to think about what she's sort of going through and, and how she's feeling afterwards. So it's just getting around, almost putting an arm around her and, and giving her reassurance, helping her and giving her the detail of where she needs to improve, but also giving her that reassurance too. And, and I think that we've, we've done that and, uh, and we're doing that. And I think it's then just rebuilding confidence and, and, and look, that technical abilities there without a shadow of a doubt. So it's just probably that psychological area of the game and just making sure that she's getting back to uh, that, that right mindset. Yeah, definitely. But that's not to say that she's not in it. Definitely. I'm not I'm not. I'm not saying that she isn't, but it's just building that back up. As yeah. any player, a striker yes. misses the, the, the goal four or five times in a row,
0: they're going to be low on confidence. So it's the same sort of procedure, isn't yeah. it? It's just that those positions, you can't hide. No, no. You just can't no, hide. No. And whether your defence or your midfield have done a great job or a rubbish job, last person standing and it's like it, you just oh, that's the one that people notice yeah they've forgotten about the past like oh yeah, 50 yards yeah
2: right,
1: they forgot about that, that rubbish
2: that's the thing it doesn't it doesn't matter if a striker's just missed an open chance does it at the end of the day if the goalkeeper makes a up, how do you see where you're going in the next five years you know what i can't really put a uh, end goal on it really yeah. if i'm honest i think that it'd probably be uh, wrong for me to do so because if you don't achieve it you're looking back on it and you're kind of reflecting negatively um if you then hit that goal are you going to then develop further from there so for me i just want to take any opportunity that i can get i've been okay. very very fortunate in the past few weeks um I, I, i'm i work alongside the boys um so i'm the boys academy goalkeeping coach too um and i, I had the experience of going in um, with Lewis Price, the first team goalkeeping coach too, Um, and the experiences that I'm getting through that side of things is brilliant. I I would never have ever thought that I'd get those opportunities, and I have done. So for me, it's just upskilling myself, keeping working hard, and then seeing where it takes me really, Um, and and grabbing and holding on to any opportunities that, that may arise, because I think that's the key thing in football. Whether you're a footballer or a coach, you've got to take opportunities, because once they're there, they're not there forever
0: unfortunately someone's listening right now they like being in goal but they're struggling or they want to be better in goal just be brave just just be
2: brave and, and back yourself really i think the most important thing with a goalkeeper is regardless if anybody else thinks thinks you're good enough you need to know that you yourself are good enough so back yourself be confident and keep working hard and then
0: Joe Hart was a, someone inspired our uh, Ethan. Then, did you know that?
1: Yeah, no, it's a bit of an interesting one to be fair, because obviously, I suppose, yeah, um, seven, eight years ago, J- Joe Hart in his prime was was an excellent keeper, was obviously an in- England goalkeeper, um, coming to the back end of his career now, but he's still doing some fantastic stuff, and and I know he's 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 a bit of a leader on and off the pitch. So, uh, yeah, quite quite an interesting one, probably one that doesn't actually stand out to to everyone, but 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 that's the that's the interesting thing about how you can relate to. To individuals and then and, and how they then become become the, those role models for me you know i remember peter shilton um
0: i remember you know like you know just pat jennings for goodness sake do you know what i mean um that was like even when i was younger he was like the hero this weekend then we're playing ipswich town they are top of the the leaderboard at this moment in time but not unbeatable as we've seen they've drawn to and lost one you know i think we're on a steady run that the game against southampton we, we lost, but we didn't lose because like the the passion that we were playing at the time, I don't feel that actually that was a game we lost because we played badly. It was just a case of they scored a goal does that make sense, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think it was just just a key moment, and I think it was such we worked highly speak again, you've got to give credit to to good sides like Southampton they they kept the ball well in the second half and it was we as I say we were having to do a lot of defending, but I felt yeah we. We stuck to our tasks, we were disciplined and we worked incredibly hard. And I think I I used the terminology in terms of a bit of a free hit in these games. And and like I said, I don't by all means mean it's a free hit that we could walk away if we lose the game 4 or 5 nil. going, oh, Ipswich are a good team. I use it that, okay, we've got pressures in terms of the situation we're in, but in terms of Ipswich and Southampton, they're both toe-to-toe and Oxford in that as well when we play Oxford, that they want to... They, they want to go to the championship and they got so much pressure of that probably from the club and, uh, and where they are. So we we played Ipswich twice now this season and actually give them a real good go. I think the FA Cup tied the last game and uh, Ipswich spoke quite highly of us at the end and, and the chances that we actually created. And and that game could have gone either way. So I think players do really, um, really believe that, that we can get something from that because of the last two games. And I think when you play a side like Ipswich, who are... In, in in the next round of the FA Cup, still who are have got players on full time contracts. I think players do lift their 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 games almost three or four percent because they want to be able to show that they can compete with them them players and, and yeah. go toe to toe. And it's it's one that I'm really looking forward to. Like I said, the new additions coming in, them being part of it, um, lifting that little bit little bit of quality. Um, okay. Well, we we we've got a couple of injuries, which which are going to naturally impact us. But uh, but I really believe that we've had a real good week's training, which can, can certainly go into Sunday's game. And as you say, the the run of games, even the Bridgewater games, that as I say, nil nil after seventy minutes, we've only conceded four goals in the last three games. Yeah. So we really are certainly becoming tighter defensively, um, which means that you only need one or one or or maximum two goals in a game, which hopefully then you can get go, go away with all, all three points.
0: Yeah, no, completely. Looking literally looking forward to it. It's just one of those games where you go, Yeah, these are the games to come and watch because they are the they're they're not the, the other ones aren't exciting because actually I think how they play quite well do you know what I mean? Um and I, I often wonder why on earth are they the, where they are in the league because they actually play quite well. So um right Ipswich town this Sunday Woodson Cross Social Club really easy to find. Once you find the post office you might have to go and find a space to park somewhere. Don't annoy the neighbours. Five squids and you can get a beer and a coffee and watch a brilliant game from two o'clock, right?
1: Yeah, no, exactly that. And I know Itwitch as well. Credit to them; they bring some real good away fans. I think they've sold two coaches load already, so it's probably going to be a quite a, quite a nice nice atmosphere in there to uh, to really. Yeah, and we will need all the support that we possibly can to to get us through and and, and beyond to to get yeah to get something from this game.
0: Yeah, I think I need to employ a few other people that shout like I do. Then we could just fill the, uh, the the atmosphere. Who needs a PA system, right? Um, right. Look, come on, you dons. This coming week, uh, the Game On podcast with me, Simon Tuck, and uh, Charlie Bill. Thank you very much to Ethan as well for his time, uh, for his interview as well. Get better soon, LB. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday at two.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Simon. <laughs>